0: This is Together 24-7, Episode 4. Welcome to Together 24-7, the show that talks to entrepreneurial couples about their business lives, their personal lives, and how to balance both without driving each other crazy. Here's your host, Barry and Catherine Cohen, showing how you can be business partners with your sweetheart and sweethearts with your business partner. Barry and Catherine have been married since 1996 and business together since 2003 and have survived to talk about it. Welcome to Together Twenty Four Seven. I'm your co host, Barry Cohen.
1: That would make me the other
0: co-host, Catherine Cohen. And I'm so happy to see you today.
1: I you've seen me all day.
0: I have. Well, you know why?
1: Why? Because we're together
0: twenty four seven. I had to throw 24/7. it in there.
1: <laughs> that is too funny. Tell us
0: what we got today, Catherine.
1: Today our guests are dentists from Joycey from Randolph, New Jersey. We have uh, Dr. Aaron Manella and Dr. Susan Arnold, DMD. And they are uh, the owners. No, they are not. So this is going to be a really interesting story. Um, Aaron and Susan were the owners of Pediatric Dental Associations of Randolph. That would be Randolph, New Jersey. And then they sold, but they still work there. So I want to find out more about that because that's the um, that's the, the exit strategy. That's the exit strategy. That's what I was thinking of. Um, so uh-huh. uh, they work together as a team. They treat their patients with gentleness and kindness. It is pediatric dentistry, so. Um, I I would guess that you have to be kind of nice to kids. I I don't know. And they share the responsibilities of uh, running Pediatric Dental Association of uh, Associates. I'm sorry, I say associations. It's Associates, guys. So if you're in Jersey and you need a good pediatric dentist, it's Pediatric Dental Associates. Um, So Susan and Aaron have three kids, Matthew, 22, Rachel, 20, and Stacy, 19. So I have, um, and, and I know you guys have been together for a really long time, but I have Aaron's uh, curriculum vitae, for the rest of us that would be his resume, and it tells me everything. He went to Albright College and Fairleigh Dickinson Dental School and Monmouth Medical Center, and it goes on and on and on for five pages. This is an impressive guy, ladies and gentlemen. This is a a really impressive guy. And I got nothing on Susan. I have absolutely nothing. So Susan, fill us in a little bit, guys. Tell us us a little bit more about you. Okay.
2: I went to SUNY Oneonta, which is a state school of New York.
1: We know SUNY Oneonta. My niece just graduated from there.
2: Oh, it's a great school. Yep. And then I went to uh, Fairleigh Dickinson Dental School. Then I went to Hackensack Medical Center for a residency, and then I did my orthodontic training because I'm an orthodontist by trade. Yes, by trade, and I did that at Boston University.
1: Very cool. So, did you guys meet at Fairleigh Dickinson?
2: We sure yes. did.
1: All right. So, so tell us a little bit. How long have you guys been together? Then
2: we thirty met plus at years, maybe five.
1: You met in eighty-five, and when'd you get married?
2: Ninety. In oh, wait, 90. You know that, Aaron? Yes. No,
1: he knows that. <laughs> he better Hold on, know wait. that. Aaron, when is your anniversary?
3: <laughs> I just got a very nice ring from my wife for our 25th And wedding.
1: And what day was that?
3: I think it was January 20th, honey.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's, that's it. Get that's our guests it. in trouble. Get Thank you, Kathy. Get our guests Catherine. in
1: trouble. Okay. So, um, so, your kids are they? Uh, are they still at home? Are they away in college, or what are they- So, um, so
2: they are all in college. But Rachel's twenty one. Matthew's moving back in because he's actually going to dental school in September. And Rachel's a senior in college. And Stacy, our youngest, is a sophomore at college, and she's actually away more than she's here in the summer because. She's just a busy beaver that's a whole nother story
1: that's a whole nother story and and we'll find a podcast to do for that one um so I was the, the next question is you know are you kids in business with you so it it sounds like Matthew will be in business with you or how's that going to work he's yes
2: Matthew will be in he more than likely will be in the in pediat- at pediatric dental associates of Randolph
1: very nice very nice so
0: well I From the time that you guys met and started dating and courting each other or doing whatever you did for the five years leading up to marriage, uh, did you know you were going to go into business together or did it just fall in your lap? Tell us how that happened.
2: Well, no, we didn't. It just so happens that um, I wanted to be an orthodontist and Aaron did a general practice residency and then decided... um, Then
3: I couldn't stand treating adults, so
2: I decided to specialize in doing children.
0: You are a special kind of person, let me tell you. (laughs) uh,
2: And it worked out perfectly because the referral source, we were, you know, I mean, I know, I slept with my best referral source. That could be illegal in other practices.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That that, that sounds interesting. So, um, Aaron, let me ask you. Uh, So you you decided you didn't want to work on adults. Is that because they are actually whinier than children? And I look lovingly at my husband, uh, referring specifically to him.
2: Somehow
3: I could tolerate some uh, crying from a child because it came from a child. But when it comes from an adult, it it, it, it used to irritate me.
1: (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. So tell us how and why you started a business together, I mean, a little bit more, and take us through the decision to sell and work for the company that you're in. You're, you're a little bit different than some of the people we've been interviewing.
2: Okay, so um, when Aaron Aaron's a little older than I am, mm-hmm. and so... <laughs> not much older. No, not that much, but so he was finished with his pediatric residency, and I was in my orthodontic residency, and we decided we might as well build a practice because those two specialties go so very nicely together. So we did our due diligence and we found that this was a great area. It was a growing area. And we decided that if we would have a family, it would be great if we worked together because we could have each other's backs and we could also raise our children and they wouldn't feel like their parents are at work all the time. And that's exactly how it happened. And yeah.
3: I want to backtrack a little bit before that, which I think might be helpful for some of your viewers or whatever. But when Susan was in her orthodontic program, I had already graduated out of my program and started working for four other dentists. And what uh, at that time was probably the greatest training besides my residency that I ever got because I was able to work for people who had tremendous strengths, and tremendous weaknesses. Uh, Some were excellent dentists, but terrible people persons. Uh, Others were great with people, but they weren't very good dentists. So I was able to steal from them philosophically what they were really good at and what... Maybe they weren't so good at, and avoid what they weren't so good at. And I think maybe some of your viewers or whatever uh, might, you know, it, you know, might take that, you know, take that to heart or whatever. Because I, I, I was able to uh, gain very important information from the people that I worked for in the past.
0: Okay, so. Obviously you both have two different sets of responsibilities it's two different specialties that you're doing you have your general dentistry and you have your orthodontics but within the business part itself uh running the business do you have a division of labor and who yes, does what
2: completely Aaron takes care of all the business stuff and all of the the bills and the accounting and I take all I take care of all of the practice management and staff, and the day-to-day running.
0: And is there any overlap? No. That's no. pretty That's pretty good. So do do your staff ever try uh, going to Mommy and Daddy? You know, let's ask Mommy. She says no. Well, let's try Daddy. Maybe he'll say yes. It's happened before.
2: It's happened, but mostly they go to Mommy. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know Daddy doesn't. Daddy won't get
1: anything done. <laughs> <laughs> daddy don't play that. I want to actually take a step back, and um, you, you know, for our listeners who are considering going into the into business with their spouse, and they have kids, tell us a little bit about um, you know how you raised the kids in the practice, uh, and and how they how you arranged for them to not feel arranged is a bad word. How you made it so that they didn't feel like mommy and daddy were at work all the time. Because that, I think, is a problem these days. That mommy and daddy are at this, you know, uh, eighty-hour-week corporate job. So, so
2: we were in the office a lot together. But if there was something important at the kids' schools, or there was an event, or the kid, one of the kids needed to be somewhere, or a doctor's appointment, um, one of us would leave. Majority would be me, and we, I would like not schedule patients for an hour and run out and. Let's say I had a patient came in who had an emergency or whatever. Aaron would do it, or we just we just always had each other's back when it came to that.
1: So it's it's very possible and even healthy to raise your children in an entrepreneurial world. And uh, I definitely if love you that. like each other, if you like each other,
0: oh, there, that that is the the main thrust of this all. So you with, know that
1: little word if if. So, when is the moment that you realized you could do this without ruining your relationship?
2: We never had that moment. we just did it and it worked. We never really thought about it.
0: A- Aaron's not saying anything
2: no that's 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 true. We never
3: the only The only criteria that we ever put on ourselves was to try to not take the frustrations that whatever frustrations we might have had at work and bring it home with us. That was the only kind of general rule that we had. We didn't really talk too much uh, about business when we were home with our kids. Cool. But other than that, we had no rules.
1: No rules, just right. Yeah. Okay. Well, now, take us
0: through the, the decision to actually sell your practice and then turn around and still work for it. Um, how, how did that decision come about?
2: Well, that kind of just... The opportunity just kind of fell in our laps and we are, we're kind of young. And so we weren't ready to just do nothing. And so we're working for it. And it's still, again, he is good at what he does and I was good at what I do. And so it's just working.
1: So it's working well for you. That's, um, how has it changed? Or has it changed? I should say, has it changed at all? Fairly,
3: it's fairly new. Uh, um, the sale of the pra- my practice just happened a couple of months ago, and so it doesn't feel all that. To be honest with you, it doesn't feel all that much different, other than the fact that uh, I'm not having to uh, really spend uh, a couple of days a week doing the accounting stuff. I just um, I get a paycheck from the practice, and and I'm kind of enjoying it that way. But but. My hours uh, have changed minimally. I'm I'm working a little bit less than I did before, but but not much.
0: Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's let's go back in time and tell us about your biggest entrepreneurial fight and how you worked through it. Oh God. You
2: know we saw we, we were we were trying to answer we we were trying to discuss that and. We've never had a fight it, it,
3: because we we do you know clinically we do totally different things, so we never really um, um uh, criticize the other person on how they might have dealt with a patient uh or a situation because you know they had we we did we do different things so um we never I, I don't think we ever argued about anything. There, there was, there was only, there was one situation when, when we, when Susan was finishing up at school and I was working in Massachusetts near where she was going to school. Um, I had been offered by several practices that I worked for partnerships in their practices, and I, I told Susan, I said, well, if you want to settle in the Massachusetts area. We, we we I have an opportunity here i I could just walk into these practices and 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 be financially successful right away and susan um, is is very close to her family and her sisters and her brother and and mother and and my parents live in the New Jersey area as well, and so um she said she basically said. That's very nice that they offered you a partnership, but we're we're going back to New Jersey.
0: So fact, it, it
3: that was probably the largest argument that we had. It, it, an argument, it
0: right? wasn't so much an argument; it was Susan making a decision, a and decision. you, like like a good man, said yes, dear. Yeah,
3: and I said okay. <laughs> <laughs> and you
0: know what? That that's terrific. I mean, there there are so so many couples that work together, and they do get into fights and arguments, and you know. It's a matter of how do you not get it into your personal life? How do you not let it bother you for a week, and you know, not talk to each other and be angry? Uh, so, I mean, for you guys to never have had that—that that is fantastic.
1: Yeah. So, tell me, how do you separate the office from your personal lives? Obviously, the office is not in your home, so that's one great way of separating that. But what else do you do? Where does where is the line drawn? Um, when you walk over the threshold of your home,
3: I, I, I think the number one priority that Susan and I have both had our entire lo- lives or our entire children's lives is our children, and that was always placed number one yes. before that's, our practices. Yeah. Yes. So if you keep that focus, that, that that's the that you know.
2: We uh, always say we always say people say oh God you guys are really successful. And we always like say, the only our greatest success is our children
1: that's really cute, that's very sweet and and it is the absolute truth. Your greatest success always is your children,
3: right, and we're very lucky we have three great kids
0: that that's you know i I can't say anything about that. We have cats, so <laughs>
2: <laughs> we have a dog, we have little Sal Manella, get it sal Manella oh how cute <laughs> how funny yes. his name is Sal.
0: Oh, that's that's hysterical. Uh, okay, so tell us what are some of the pitfalls and joys you've experienced being together 24-7. Share with our listeners how you've overcome the pitfalls and increased the joy.
3: Well, from a business point of view, I, we watched our business basically start from scratch. Um, and, you know, sitting there on the first day, not having any patience and waiting for somebody to actually knock on the door to, you know, a, a fairly successful pediatric and orthodontic practice with um, well over ten thousand children who come to visit our office on a yearly basis. So, um, from an entrepreneurial point of view, watching that go. Watching that progression, you know, where we celebrated the first hundred patients that walked through the door, and <clears throat> and and watching step by step the the the, the practice grow was very um, it was very exciting.
2: Wait, I forgot the question. Is that the answer? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, that, that,
0: that, that, was, that was the answer. Well, let let, let me about, okay. let me follow up on that. Um, when you opened your door, doors, how long was it till the first patient came walking through them?
1: And, and wait, before you answer, and how did you build your business? We haven't really been asking that, but how did you guys build your business? We,
2: we built our business with hard work, um, literally going door to door, going to, um, we have a big referral, um, base and we, we nurtured it and we got to know the pediatricians and we go to day, we go to daycares and do a whole children's program, um, all year long and, um, Aaron would talk, would go to the hospital and do rounds, and Lamaze classes, Lamaze, and and breastfeeding. Like we just worked it. We went to all doctors, and a lot of uh, a lot of hard work. But our our
3: marketing strategy is completely evolved over a very long period of time, and it's totally you know we we've, we've kept some of the basic things that have helped to help our practice to grow. But we've we've had a change with the times. There was no internet, there was no social media uh, when we first opened up, and so uh, you know we we our our marketing strategy uh, has changed. Yeah. It had it had to evolve into what it is today, and it's you know uh, probably going to change again in a year. You know, so uh, it's a it's a constant. Um, having to evaluate and modify what you're doing based on your your successes and your failures.
0: So how long was it then for the first customer, first patient?
3: Uh, the, f- the first person walked – I did have one person the first week, um, which which was referred by uh, a local dentist. I, re- I remember somebody came in, but um, – we had hired uh, just uh, we had hired one person to work in the office she was my everything girl she would do the front desk she would be my dental assistant um and um basically i would be out marketing either either you know doing doing these lectures and stuff like that and when i got a phone call from somebody that actually had a patient she would call me up and i would run back to the office to see the patient so um uh yeah. It was hard work. Was oh,
0: Yeah, and and the reason I asked that, because uh, many of our listeners will be starting up, up companies, and we are in this this internet world where people think if you build a website, you're going to have customers immediately.
3: Yeah. Maybe it's that easy. It's Maybe, not. It's, it's not. No. <laughs> it's really not. Just, just, you, just to give you an idea, I didn't actually write myself a paycheck <laughs> out of the practice For three years. So Susan was working in uh, practices outside of our practice. I was hired for the the developmentally disabled children's program at a local hospital where that occupied two days of my time. Um, So we were taking what we were making on the uh, outside and putting it back into the business. So I didn't actually write a paycheck for three years.
1: So I just want to take a moment and and get our listeners to really pay attention to that. And guys, if you've got to rewind, rewind, go back, because this is what it takes. Social media has made the job of being an entrepreneur easier, easier in reaching out and reaching to more people. However, it is that touch. It is that going to the Lamaze classes in this case. It is going to, to shaking hands with other pediatricians with other doctors. It is going out and meeting your community and going door to door. And maybe that doesn't apply in the business that you want to do, but it is that personal touch, that one-to-one meeting somebody face to face that is going to build your business. There is no other way of doing it. Even if you do it on social media, you're not there to sell. You're there to meet people and you're there to develop a relationship. And I'm I'm going to ask a wild and crazy question, guys. Over the years, since you've been doing this for so long, have you been invited to weddings, bar mitzvahs, confirmations? Yes.
0: Of yes. patience. Of patience, yes, of
1: yes, course.
2: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: So that's yeah. pretty cool. That's relationship building. That's what it's all about, is becoming not just their service provider or not just their store or whatever. It is becoming part of the family. That's what being an entrepreneur is all about. That's the difference between... Being a a, a a corporation and and being a business. So guys, what books, if any, are you reading right now? What's uh, what's holding your attention or audios that you're listening to?
2: much. I'm the reader. First of all, we're binge watching uh, Mad Men when we can. <clears throat> and I am I right now. I'm not reading a book, but I'm catching up on my favorite magazine, my Vanity Fair's, and so I'm catching up on my. Vanity Fair. So I am not reading a book right now.
3: I'm, I'm not really a reader. Um, I, I like to go out and and he golf's guy. I play golf and I stay athletic and we snowboard and ski during the winter time and we have a we have a lot of fun.
0: And if you weren't in business together, what would you be doing?
2: <laughs> what what I don't understand the question to, to like each to each other.
0: <laughs> no, not what what would you be doing professionally if you weren't in business with each other together
2: i would never have opened a practice if i didn't have aaron i just i would it would be have been too much responsibility and aaron i don't
3: what would i be doing
2: no Uh, you would we were opening but we were opening like we were my, my second love with architecture
1: Ah, George Costanza. George Costanza. You always wanted to be an architect. Pretend Aww. to be an architect. Pretend to be an architect. I, right.
3: I designed I design my. I. We've had three dental offices. I designed my house, and um, uh, basically, I mean, I didn't. Um, I didn't get. The, I'm not an architect, and I can't get this. But well, we basically put our, our needs, uh, you know, for our practice down on a piece of paper, and we were. I was able to basically design uh, I, I think a lot of dentists are really uh, uh, pocket architects as well uh, we just we can see things in three dimensions I think that, that some other people have a hard time seeing
1: interesting what piece of advice would you give other entrepreneurs who are uh, you know married to their business partner.
2: Um, as, as we're talking, I'm getting a text that I have an emergency with a kid with a cracked tooth and I'm telling the woman, she's like, I just tried to call Aaron on his cell phone and I'm telling her, um, okay, we should be done in a half an hour. Go over to the office and he'll meet you there. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Wow. Yes. So you guys are really on top of it. That, that's, that yes. is wonderful for your patients. But yes. What, what bit of advice then would you give? Is something like that always being in touch with your patients or what advice would you give?
2: If people wanted to work together. Okay. So truthfully, like Aaron and I, it's not that I never get mad at him. I'm a yeller and he's a very relaxed person. But the thing I think that works is that we 100% trust each other in all aspects. Wouldn't you say that? Like yeah. when you say that that's like the key? We
3: we have the same philosophical approach to it. Uh, um, we, we always talk to our staff about um, kill them with kindness. And um, there are patients and parents that can be difficult from time to time, and I think you just have to smile a little bit more and listen and um, and and kill them with kindness. Uh, that's what we try to do, anyway.
0: Well, let's move into a, a fun topic. Uh, it, well, it's fun for us, anyway, because food is fun for us. So, this is what we call the food round. Uh, so... Both of you answer, please. I feel like I'm on a game show. Will the next contestant please sign in? Anyway,
1: what
0: what is your either your favorite meal to cook together or your favorite meal at your favorite restaurant?
2: Okay, so <clears throat> newsflash: uh, Aaron doesn't cook.
0: He's Italian.
2: So he cook. No, I I'll I'll answer it first because I
3: I grill. Okay, I do all the grilling, and we grill basically almost year round. So, uh, Susan works like a dog. she prepares all the food. she gets it all together uh, for small and large parties we, we you know we, we we see people socially here at the house all the time, and then I cook whatever meat chicken whatever it is on the grill, and everybody say, you know says what a great job i did <laughs> uh, i didn't do anything other than you know slap grill, some meat whatever. on the grill but i i I take all the I take in all the, the accolades. I don't blame uh, you. You know, um, that's as much cooking that I, I do. But I, I'm pretty good with medium rare, if you like medium rare steaks or whatever.
0: Is there any other way to have it?
2: <laughs> no.
3: And Susan, Susan, uh, God you, I don't know you what you cook, were You say. cook a lot. I you cook a lot. a lot. I like cooking, to cook. And I like everything that she makes. It's okay. funny. She'll make a lot of things that she doesn't even eat, and she'll do that just for me. So
1: That's pretty Aww. good. Aww. That makes
3: me feel pretty special.
1: So, Aaron, wow. I, just, just to let you know, I'm also the Italian in the family, and I choose not to cook. I don't even grill. I, I just choose not to cook. Well, so.
3: <laughs> see, I'm a Jewish Italian, so you know, I, I, I don't mind making reservations either.
0: Reservations at your favorite Italian restaurant. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay, last question. Red, white, Or beer?
2: Well, we actually make our own red, so we're going to go with red. You're my new
1: favorite people. You're my new favorite people. We actually, in the back room of our house, have um, grapes that are sprouting. Um, What do we do? They're rooting. They're rooting. So they're rooting. We have the trellis up in the backyard uh, here in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona. We have the trellis in the backyard. We're going to wait until the temperature drops below 100 degrees to plant them. Good idea. But we will invite you out to show us uh, how to make wine. So red wine. No, no,
2: no. We cheat. We do it in a winemaking club in Staten Island, and they're the most wonderful people. We have the most wonderful fun. And uh we have great french it's french we have a french oak barrel and we do uh cabernet and it's delish
0: well since since i am a staten island boy uh that's where i was raised and grew up and all that fun stuff i'm gonna have to let you plug the wine place
2: it's the staten island
1: winery bob and irene love them
0: hi bob and irene
1: hi bob and irene Ooh, are they they're married and they own the staten island winery Yes, you want yes. them? Yes, I, we do. We, we will. I will be in touch with you and we will get in touch with Bob I and will Irene. will them
2: later. After we go and
1: see this emergency, a- I will email. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. all right.
0: Catherine, let's take a quick break here and talk about something that I think a lot of our listeners want to hear about. And that's what kind of business to get started in. Um, A lot of our listeners, they're looking to start a business. They're wondering what kind of business to get into, and we just might have something that works for them.
1: We might. We very well might. So here's the deal. Our show is called Together 24-7, and you're probably all wondering, if you didn't listen to the first episode, how are you two together 24-7? Well, back in 2003, we started a barter exchange. We loved having a barter exchange. We were very successful at it. We sold it in 2013. But in the meantime, and the reason why we sold it is because we actually started barter exchange management software to help other people start their own barter exchanges.
0: And and what we've done is created not only the software, but the training programs as well. So we give businesses around the world the the support of a franchise without being a franchise. You are your own independent business, your own name, your own branding. We just help and train people.
1: So Here's the deal. What is a barter exchange? Well, we've got a free ebook. If you go to our website, www.barter21.com forward slash together, that'll tell you what a barter exchange is because it would take too long in the show. But here's what you need to ask yourself. Do you want to help small businesses grow and prosper? Are you concerned about economic upturns and downturns? Do you want a business-to-business company? Instead of having to deal with customers, consumers, you're dealing with other businesses. If you say yes to those, then you want to start a barter exchange.
0: And to get it, like Catherine just said, uh, just go to com slash together. There we'll get you a free ebook that tells you a little bit about barter exchanges and how to run them and what the day to day Work is all about, and also we'll give you a hundred fifty dollar discount certificate off of our training program. How's that for a deal?
1: That's a pretty good deal. So, slash together to learn more about starting your own barter exchange.
0: Today's pet peeve of the day is brought to you by Catherine. Catherine, pet peeves.
1: Pet peeves. <laughs> well, today's pet peeve again comes from my, from my friend Anne and. For everybody who's heard pet peeves from her before, unless this is the first one and and you're going to hear some more, uh, she is a very happy person, but she's got a few pet peeves. And today it's people who have no sense of personal responsibility or accountability. Many of you out there in our listening audience are in business or you have a real important job and you're thinking of getting into business for yourself. Take responsibility. Take accountability for what you've done. We all make mistakes. We all screw up. We've all made the wrong decision here or there. Take responsibility, take accountability. If you did something, admit it. Now, here's a little tip from one of my mentors, and that is, don't say, I'm sorry. That makes the other person even angrier to ask or to say, I'm sorry. Instead, and it means the same thing, but it affects the other person differently, please forgive me. So when you make a mistake, admit your mistake, and then ask for forgiveness. And that's my pet peeve. Do you have a pet peeve that you'd like us to talk about on the air? Go ahead and send us an email about your pet peeve, and if we like it, we'll read it on air. Send your pet peeve to pp, that's the letter P and the letter P for pet peeve, nothing else, pp at together247.net. That's pp at together247.net. And if we like your pet peeve, we'll read it on the air. Okay, so let let, let you let tell our listeners. Come on, spit it out, guys.: Wow, Kat. I'm usually not bad at talking at all. I learned that at a young age. Tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you.
2: So they can get in touch with me. Well, get in touch with me because Aaron's a little whatever. Um, okay, it's sarnold at littlewhitesmiles.com. Or our office phone number is 973-989-7970.
1: Terrific. And we'll have all of that on the show notes for you guys. Thank you so much for uh, coming on the show, for sharing with our audience how you do it, how you've built this wonderful practice and and grew a wonderful family together um, in, in your in your lives, in your practice, and, and did it all very successfully. To reach us here together 24-7, you can... Go to our website, www.together247.net. That's together247.net. You can also uh, follow us on Twitter, Realtogether247. That's Realtogether247. Periscope, that's the newest, latest, and greatest, and I don't know how I'm using it, but I am. Periscope is Together247. And what else? And
0: you- Facebook is uh, Realtogether247. Uh, it's facebook.com slash Realtogether247, or it's just search for Together 24-7.
1: That's it. So thank you again, guys, for being on the show, and uh, and we'll talk soon. Thanks so much, See everybody. See you next
0: time. Bye. Bye. We want to thank you again for listening. Be sure to go to iTunes to subscribe to our podcast, rate it, and review it. And if you have any suggestions, just email us directly, together at together247.net.